Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by actors from the San Joaquin Valley. This episode features the mystery short story entitled, Mr. Borden Does Not Quite Remember, written by Anna Brazel and read by local actor Kelly Ventura. Hi, everybody. This is Kelly Ventura. You know, for the longest time, I have been fascinated with the circumstances surrounding the Lizzie Borden murders. And I am actually recording this podcast today on August the 4th, 2019, which is the 127th anniversary of the actual murders. Now, I know recording on the actual anniversary of the murders is a bit melodramatic and macabre, but I am kind of weird that way. And since the original air date for this particular podcast is slated for the Halloween season, I kind of thought it was appropriate. So I hope you enjoy listening to this story as much as I enjoyed recording it. And in the spirit of the season, I wish you all a happy Halloween. Mr. Borden does not quite remember. It's confounding that all your clothes have been pulled from your wardrobe and tossed into a stout oak barrel, and that your strop and shaving brush were thrown on top of them. You wonder for more than a moment, where is your razor? And it's entirely wrong that two dark men are carrying your furniture, your bedstead, your stool, her mirror. Down the wide stairs, out the door, and into a tree marked Brown Brothers. And what about the boys who are rolling up the carpets in the downstairs rooms? You don't know their names. And this other man, with his oiled hair and groomed mustache, clean collar and cuffs, and a suit? No, you don't know him either. But the girl he's talking to is your own. You're Lizzie. But even she is unknown to you now. You don't understand why dark circles hang under her eyes, or why diamonds dangle from her earlobes, or why her pockets are full of dog biscuits. For a moment, you do remember this. Your daughter is anxious. Your daughter is angry. She disagrees with you often. She spits at your wife. But why she is standing at the fireplace like the maid at twilight, you do not know. But we had an agreement. Tom Tufts leaned toward Lizzie as she struck a match. She poised the thin flame under a single piece of paper and watched as the edge of fire circled the paper. We agreed about it. Tufts softened his tone. He thought to put his hand lightly over hers, but she clutched the box of matches possessively. You said you would sell the house to me. Lizzie lifted her skirts and ground the burnt paper under the toe of her new boot. She stuck her hand into the fireplace and pulled at the flue, closed. Well, sir, she said to the ashes, I decided against it. Tufts followed Lizzie out of the room. She closed and locked the door behind them. He followed her down into the cellar, where she shut the spigot of the dry tub. 
She walked upstairs to the second floor. Tom Toffs followed her. In each room, Lizzie ensured that windows were shut, the flues were closed. Each door to each room was closed sharply and locked loudly. Tom Tufts made mental notes as to how he would describe it all in tomorrow's Boston sensation. Acquitted murderous, strange behavior, spinster's severity. At the window of her own room, he watched Lizzie caress the lace curtain before securing the lock. In the guest room, where her stepmother was found, Tom Tufts heard Lizzie spit on the floor. Perhaps a special edition was warranted. You want to warn the man with the oiled hair. She's not the type of girl you should allow to get worked up. Once she's upset, she pouts for hours, days, if she feels like it. She demands a firm hand, especially about pigeons. You want to warn the man with the oiled hair, but you can't remember. Tufts followed Lizzie down the stairs to the first floor. He must work fast. He does not want the house for himself, for he is a man who likes to keep moving. But there are larger interests at work here. Interests who know the value of owning this house. Of being able to manufacture eyewitness accounts and charge entrance fees. Tufts has been promised a large fee of his own, and he does not want to lose it. You haven't mentioned marriage this morning? Lizzie turned on Tufts. Isn't it time for you to propose again? Tufts ran the back of his index finger along his mustache. A proposal would do no harm. It was not the same as a ceremony, not the same thing as a wedding bed, and it had worked for him many times before. If I thought you would. Lizzie folded her arms across her chest. You know I wouldn't. Lizzie did not allow him to follow her into the sitting room, the room where her father's body had been found on the sofa. When she returned to the hallway, Tufts put his arms around Lizzie, clutching her pounding heart into his embrace. She looked away from him, her muscles only tensing tighter. He released her slowly, knowing he has lost the house. But removing the box of matches from her pocket. She had been playing with him, and he refuses to allow her to defeat him. As they stand inches apart, Tom Toff strikes one of the matches. The fire flares between them. I have an idea. Why don't you just burn it down right now? Lizzie takes the box from Tufts, but does not bother about the match. It sizzles down to his fingers. Burning down the house won't end anything. Until the end of time, this will be Andrew Borden's house. Lizzie walked purposefully down the hallway and to the front door. Tom Tufts had no choice but to open it for her. She nodded for him to precede her. 
and Lizzie was the last to leave the house. She locked the door with the key slipped from her pocket. She shook the doorknob hard and then stepped to the street and nodded to a man in a bowler hat, the leader of the workmen. The workmen brought out ladders and wood. They lined the wood up perfectly against the window casing and nailed the wood clean into the house. Tom Tufts could only imagine how the house darkened from inside. He stuck the matchstick stub between his teeth and ground it to slivers before spitting it out at her feet. You didn't sell it, did you? Only spiritualists and sensationalists wanted to buy it, she replied evenly. To raise the dead and excite the living. A new thought came to him, and he leaned close into her. So close, he whispered to the comma of wax in her ear. Do they haunt you, Lizzie? Your papa and stepmama? Do they soil your sleep and chill your bones? He was too close to see her expression, to know if he had hit home or if she stood coolly. One of the workmen tilted a ladder against the house and another climbed up. Together the two hoisted lumber, nails, and hammer to the second-story windows. Lizzie followed to watch them, and followed again as they moved to the other sides of the house. Finally, Tom Tufts understood. Lizzie would remain until every pane of glass was entombed. The door is shut. The house is darkening upon you as though a nor'easter has overtaken the sky. One window darkens, and then another, and then all. You go for the matches, but they are gone, and where is your razor? Mr. Borden Does Not Quite Remember was produced by Kings River Life. You can learn more about Anna Brazel and her writing on her website, annabrazel.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Mebley. Check out Kings River Life magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. KingsRiverLife.com and KRLNews.com. For more mystery podcast fun, check out Writer Types, a podcast for crime and mystery fans. Now, each episode features interviews with today's top crime writers like Sarah Paretsky, Lee Child, Gillian Flynn, Lawrence Block, and dozens more, as well as up-and-coming writers to be sure to be your new favorites. This award-nominated podcast is hosted by authors Eric Beatner and S.W. Loudon, and they know how to talk to authors. Always insightful, always funny. Steve and Eric get answers you'll never see coming, like any great twist in a thriller. There are also book reviews, giveaways, reports from mystery conventions, special episodes, and more. Find Writer Types on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode and follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate or review it, as this helps make us easier to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery. Mystery.